Welcome to Spider-Man and his amazing fans. I'm Bry Guy. I'm Jason. Today's episode, The Sins of the Fathers, chapters two and three. Well, what do you say, Bry Guy? Chapter say, two. Here we go. We're, we're talking about the fathers and the way that they've sinned, Jason. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A little bit more this week. A little bit more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, a return of some uh, some fun characters here. We get uh, mm-hmm. uh, Doc Ock uh, prominently in this two-parter. Mm-hmm. Who, who do you think is the father in this I, one? That was the biggest burning question that I had throughout the viewing of both of these episodes uh-huh, is uh-huh. who is the father and what is the sins of said father? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, I, I don't know. I thought it might have to something to do with Mary Jane after last week's episode where she's part of a cult uh-huh, and uh-huh. Uh, thinking she's spending time with her father, but it's just, you know, it's, it's Baron Mordo. Right, um, right. But no, I don't know. I don't mm-hmm, know. There was mm-hmm. I don't even know if a father was mentioned in this ep- these two episodes we watched, yeah. Jason. Yeah. Yeah. I um I mean, you know, even like a father figure of uh, right. Uncle Ben is, is not really you know, he's not really the, the sinner in the in Spider Man's story. Right. Um, exactly. You know, I, yeah, yeah. And the I mean the the backstory that we know of Octavius in this uh iteration you could you could stretch and say him, but it's uh it's that's weird. So yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't either. And and I know this is all part of the bigger story, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't I don't really. I think even you know by episode two or three of season two, mm-hmm. we could kind of tell where it was going and why it was called the nightmare that is neogenic. Right. Mm-hmm. So I I don't I I I don't know. I don't know. TBD. I guess mm-hmm. TBD. Jason. Yeah. Indeed. But, uh, you know, a lot of fun to see Dr. Octopus uh, straight out of the gate. Um, yeah, and, right away. Uh, I, I think we both appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and before we dive into the, the nitty gritty of it, uh, yeah. are you ready, Brian, to give us a... Uh, now, th- this, is, this is a two-parter. Yeah. So, remember, you have plenty of time. <laughs> Plenty of time, okay. Brian, to give You're us me feel better. Yeah. your synopsis uh, of this uh, this here episode. Um, you can go for I we're, we'll give you up to five minutes. Okay, I don't think I'm worried about the time, Jason. It's it's quality with these when I do these, yeah. not quantity. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. that's lacking. Mm-hmm. So no, I yeah. hear you. I hear you. Yeah. So when you're ready, one, two, three, go ahead. Well, chapter two is where we start this week, Make a Wish, and it starts with, as you mentioned, Dr. Octopus right out of the gate, um, and he is fighting the Spider-Man uh, with a cool laser, as we'll talk about, really cool sounding lasers, and then, like I said, a fight right away, and you, who wins the fight? Science and organic materials, Jason. Science for the win. Science FTW. Uh, for a brief moment, we do get uh, Mary Jane back, but we don't really know uh where she'll be again but the fight does not go well so peter decides i'm done being spider-man i am done with this i i don't want to do anymore um i'm just gonna throw it away probably because of how he feels about mary jane and the fact that he is responsible for destroying a building but madame webb a character we've never met before telepathically speaking to peter parker slash spider-man knowing that um it was peter parker and spider-man the same person and she says not so fast you need to spend time with a little girl, your biggest fan, Tanya or Tanya, Titania, something like that. Um, and uh, you need to go to her. And Spider-Man does. He goes to her and he talks to her 
and for some reason just divulges a lot of information, his entire origin story. He's just like, secret identity, schmeekered identity. I'm talking to a little kid, so I'm going to spend time with her and tell her all that. Meanwhile, uh, we got Kingpin um, and Dr. Octopus working together. Um, and Dr. Octopus has a new invention called the Octobot, which brings us into chapter three, which is the attack of said Octobot. Quite a cliffhanger, picks up right where we left off. And we get something that really bothers me, we'll talk about, but uh, maybe we'll find out Spider-Man's secret identity by a villain, but nah, probably not, because that's just what they do to us. They play with our emotions. But we do have a neuron neutralizer, um, kind of like a neogenic nightmare in the alliteration sense, but not really at all other than that. But we do get the introduction of that. And um, this is supposed to give Spider-Man amnesia. Uh, so he is, he, it, it kind of works. He's convinced that he's the personal assistant the sort of main henchman to Dr. Octopus. And he is there to do the bidding of the doctor. But the little girl who's with him and now knows the whole story of Spider-Man says, no, Spider-Man, you're a good guy. I, I wanted to help you be a good guy because I know your whole story. I mean, everything. Like it, she basically watched the Tobey Maguire movie. She knows everything that went down. And she's like, Spider-Man, you're a good guy. You can't do that. Um, but he eventually, and I don't remember how we'll have to get to that, he brings her back to her room, tucks her into bed, and then says, by the way, I'm Peter Parker, but you're the real hero, little lady, because you are in <laughs> basically hospice care. The end. <laughs> did I get even close to five minutes, Jason? No, no, not really remotely. <laughs> not really remotely. You did, you did about three minutes. You did about three minutes. You encapsulated 44 minutes of television. <laughs> In three, minutes. In three minutes well to be fair there's about four minutes of recaps and credits so really <laughs> i think I, I think i did very well and i think oh. i got most of the the main points didn't i you got you got a you got a good portion of them the the first one that i i think you you glossed over was yeah he i don't think him quitting had anything to do with mary jane it was just it the building the building it okay. was just the building um but you know he he, he, he decided he wasn't going to be spider-man right after seeing mary jane though no or? no it was right after it was right after he realized he had he had like started a fire at the medical center and he was like oh all right why was i so why did it why didn't i think before i web you know yeah, yeah exactly. or whatever so yeah you know there yeah. was that part um you, you did uh you I, I think i feel like you glossed over the part too about just like how and why he takes the little girl with him on his on his web slinging adventure yes which is that's right. you know whatever but yeah. um it, but that that's kind of key because it's how she follows him around and sees him get his memory wiped and and things of that nature no then, i completely forgot about mousy but that might have been on purpose <laughs> completely forgot about mousy we could spend a whole episode just talking about mousy jason so, sure sure yeah. and why not you know yeah why yeah not? i mean if i would have talked about mousy i would have easily gone over the five minute maximum so <laughs> so the so i would say i would say the high points are spider-man fights dr octopus he accidentally right. blows up a medical building yep. uh madame webb says oh no you better not quit you got to go meet this little yep. girl he yep. meets a, he meets the little girl who he tells his life story to. Yep. Uh, then then he takes her on a web swinging adventure where uh, Doc Ock accosts him. Get, he gets in trouble there, and then he gets his memory wiped. Then they his friends spend a lot of time uh, trying to get his memory back, and at the end, I don't even remember how that happened. It was it it was yeah. uh, it, it was. Um, 
How he got the memory back, you mean? Yeah, how did he get the memory back? What did they What did they do to give him his memory back? I don't remember. I remember the neuron neutralizer took away the memory, but I don't remember how he got it back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, uh, which is, which is to me, is its own kind of problem. Like what? Yes, that like, we don't remember what? it. Right, right. Yes. <laughs> oh. Ugh, not good. Is it really something as silly as like we got in the Avengers where if you hit your head again... Then it wasn't. The it wasn't another. He- it was. It wasn't another head hitting. I feel like it was. I feel like it was. It was a little stupider than that. Where it was like, it, you know how sometimes in a movie or a TV show, like like if if a character is not thinking correctly, this a really cliched thing to do is to have have one of his friends like shake him and slap him. Right. You know. <laughs> right, I right, feel right. like I feel like that's what happened here. It was snap like, out of it. it okay. Yeah. It was like. They slapped Spider-Man a bunch of times, and eventually he was like, oh, I am Spider-Man, okay. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know what? It might not be that far off. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it feels like that was, it feels like that was about what happened there, so. Right, right. Anyway. Well, where do you where do you want to jump in here? Because um, I have uh, I, I've got I've got all kinds of uh, uh, places and things. Um, uh, I'll 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 just say uh, as as I'm looking at my notes uh, right early on here, the the laser that uh, Doctor Octopus yes. is going to steal it actually is a neat sounding laser. Um, you know right. that, that can you know only only destroy inorganic things. Uh, that 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 seems like a that seems like a fun. Uh, a fun sort of device or, or whatever. Right. And, um, and, it, and again, and it shows Peter Parker is Spider-Man because he, he can kind of say, oh, that's right. It can't cut through my brain because it can only cut through or inorganic material, mm-hmm, right? Like mm-hmm. he, So he was never truly worried about it because he's like, because science. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Yeah, science. So mm-hmm, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I like that. I, I I think that's a good place to start. I also wanted to say here that I really thought I know it's skipping a little bit ahead. I thought the introduction of the Madam Web character was one of the best introductions of a new character that we've had in this run of series uh, mm-hmm, run of episodes mm-hmm. so far. I really liked the way she was, and I know we got a glimpse of her last week in in the uh, the Mary Jane cult episode at right, the very right end. at the very end. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I liked the way that she was introduced to Spider Man. I don't know if you noticed that or not. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I I liked uh, the way that they did that too. It was was a little bit of a payoff for the astute viewer from chapter 1 because if you remember Doctor Strange his reaction when mm-hmm. he kind of, you know, felt a tremor in the force or whatever was <laughs> was that she right. was extremely powerful and, and and she comes off that way here obviously. She's got she's got a lot of knowledge that uh is not uh public. Um, and she's got a lot of powers that seem quite amazing. Yes. Um, and, and she does uh, she she does quick work of convincing Spider-Man to do what she says he should do. Obviously, you you the viewer, your spider sense gets tipped gets tripped off right away in that right. interaction, right? Yeah. Um, like, hmm. Well, this this like, and she's like, there. I have a mission for you. That you're going to be training for, and you're like, hmm, well, that sounds bad. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You know, that never that never ends well. Right, right. <laughs> you're going well, and and that you can get into my head, and that you know my true identity. Uh-huh, that's that's uh-huh. a little scary too. Like, what is she going to do with this information? Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. But uh, yes, I I really uh, liked her introduction and and everything that uh, that came along with that. 
Oh, oh, the other the other bit of the uh, synopsis uh, that you uh, uh, that you might have glossed over was that Robbie hands Peter a fan letter for Spider Man, like yes. right as he's kind of storming out of the of uh, uh, Jonah's office uh, the day after the fiasco with the uh, medical right. center fight, and he just kind of throws the letter away and is like, I don't have time to deal with these darn kids. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What a great reaction, Peter Parker. Yeah. Good guy. Good what, guy. This Peter Parker. <laughs> what a great reaction. Well, I, and uh, I, w- I was, I was, you know, kind of, I don't know. I was not going off, but I just kind of it dawned on me finally this week, and I put in my notes that we, I, th- I think we get so frustrated because I, I think we give Peter Parker way too much credit for in terms of emotional maturity like i think it's easy to sometimes forget that peter is he he's in college he's Mm -hmm. so he's in he's in his early 20s at the oldest right late teens early 20s right he's he's extremely emotionally immature person just and and it's i think it's just a consequence of how a how like how long spider-man has been around And, and i think just the way that he's like design the character you know he looks he looks like a full full-on grown-up adult right he looks like a man in his late 20s or 30 yeah sure yeah right yeah and it's like he doesn't look like a kid when they put him on the on this show right right and but he acts like one (laughs) he totally acts like one and uh I, i you know it's like i i think we would or at least i would i think i would roll my eyes and and get less annoyed with him if i remembered He's just he's just a stupid kid. <laughs> like, he's right, just, exactly. He, he doesn't he 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 doesn't really know if he's coming and going, and he has all these mood swings, and it just comes with the territory. It's just the way yeah way he is. That's fair. Yeah, I think you're right. I think we kind of expected him to act like a man because they animate him to look like a man. And you also mm-hmm. put in your notes that none of the movies really got that right, except mm-hmm. until Tom Holland was cast because he looks like the age that I think Peter Parker becomes Spider-Man. Yes. Yes. You know, like late high school to early college. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I feel like I looked more like Tom Holland at that age than I did <laughs> like Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. In fact, I probably might look closer to Tom Holland now, but that's a, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so his the, the way he acts when he gets that letter and stuff is, you know, yeah, like typical I said, kinda... of what a late a selfish reaction from a person in in their age range would normally show for selfishness, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. So, and and another another uh, just random thing that uh, I, that I wanted to throw out there with that conversation. Did you get the sense there, Robbie Robertson? Kind of, kind of knows that Peter Parker is Spider Man, right? Yeah, he figured it out on his own, but uh-huh. it just so happened to be when he was alone, so he didn't have anyone to say it to. <laughs> Like, right. like, like he wasn't in the room with J3 or anyone to go, wait a minute. Why? You know what I mean? Like he was. And so uh-huh. he just kind of has this knowledge now. And it just kind of is a shrug because he didn't tell anyone. <laughs> and, and, you know, that's another thing where I I think in other media, Robbie sort of knows this, right? Like, I don't know. I got the I, I, I got know. the I remember the same thing from the Tobey Maguire movies. I forgot Robbie Robertson was in the Tobey Maguire movies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I I guess I don't know for sure about you know uh, 
recent iterations in comic books or anything like that. No, but, me neither. Um, you know, but I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's going to a bridge too far. But I accused them of uh, of making Robbie Robertson the Magic Negro here, right? Because yeah. you know, the 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 person of color is the one who figure figures out the the secrets that all the that that all the other dummies uh, can't know. Right. You know, but he, he keep he, but he keeps it in his, but he keeps it in his pocket so that he can help out the uh, cracker superhero. Right. And he's now bur- he's now burdened with the truth and has to be the one to dispense the knowledge when the white people need it. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's his role. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. You might be reading it into it too much, and you can tell Jason and I both went to school for film <laughs> because we know of the, the, the. It is a real concept. I remember. I think it was what was that professor's name? Sarah, someone at UW Oshkosh. Jason. She taught film class. Yeah. Sarah, someone, but she she introduced the the magic negro uh philosophy yeah. around the time the movie the green mile came out which is a that is i think that one in the legend of beggar vance are uh-huh. like the perfect example oh those are quintessential yeah. Yeah, I th- I, yeah i believe i believe it is it was um i i think spike lee is the one who actually coined the phrase oh okay, okay. um but but yeah i mean it, that's definitely one of the you know, one of the, the instructors back in the day who would have talked about it with us. And yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it's it's a real thing. It's it's definitely it's, a real thing. It's amazing how many movies and, and television shows and just media have it. Mm-hmm. And if really, 1995, looking back, is kind of a long time ago now. So things mm-hmm. were mm-hmm. kind of portrayed that way yeah. in yeah. media. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Almost 30 years ago. So yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. Yep. For sure. Yep. But but good good way to bring it back to college. That's what it's all. That's that's why we're doing this podcast, Jason. That's what it's really for. <laughs> oh boy, that that kind of you know that stuff leads into that uh, uh, Madam Web thing, and then yeah, the rest of that. So there there's the be the beginning of that first episode. I think is great with the fight yeah. with Doc Ock, and then we get this we get this uh, meeting with Madame Web where she's like. No, you're not quitting. You're going to, you know, learn more about yourself. Mm-hmm. And then the rest is just like man, the rest the rest was just flashback. It's it was just story. it was just the origin story and it feels like this is like the third or fourth time we've had it right. in this and series, put, you know. And I put in my notes if you listen closely in the background of this little girl's room, you can hear brakes being <laughs> squealed because <laughs> the plot just comes to a stop. And yeah. you know how much I've wanted a, an origin story almost of every villain we've met and just of Spider-Man in general if we go back to the archives of the Spidey 81 and Spider-Man and his mm-hmm. amazing friends. I was always I was always, as the kids say, here for the origin story. Right. But but to use your phrase, a bridge too far. <laughs> like, yeah. We how many times do we need to hear this origin story? And and why is it shoehorned in when we just get a brand new character that we? I want to hear her origin story. I don't even know what Madam Web is, is up until this point. Mm-hmm. A tarot mm-hmm. card reader, a psychic. I put in my notes, possibly a marionette puppet. <laughs> we don't really know. <laughs> right. <laughs> so focus on her origin. You know. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, I. I don't know. I felt like the little girl had more of a thing to do in the second part of the episode mm-hmm. than the first part of the episode. They didn't know what to do with her in the first part of the episode. So they're like, well, just have Spider-Man tell her his origin story. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I don't know. And it, the other, the other problem that I had with that is that it really like it, it made me, it just made me kind of tune out everything that was happening for the rest mm-hmm. of that one. So like I, we, we got to part two and I sort of like forgot slash didn't notice how 
Doc Ock ended up back with the Kingpin and, you know, like what his what his plan was. Um, mm-hmm. I, I did. I, I tried to watch uh, watch these a, a, a second time uh, and I, I, I tried to listen a little bit more closely. And it, it's like, OK, Doc Ock must have needed like uh, spider seeker tech from Kingpin and Smythe or something like that. And sure. That's, that's how he got hooked back up with them. But but I had to I had to go back and watch a second time to and really pay attention to, for that you know yeah um, so yeah because it's easy to tune it out when we're hearing things we already know mm-hmm, so that's what you kind of mm-hmm. said in your notes that you tuned out the Doc Ock stuff because you were so bored by the Spider Man stuff yeah and then there you know the, then we he takes the little girl uh, Spider Man takes the little girl on a uh, web swinging adventure through the city right which makes me go. Um, Okay. Uh, okay, like just like just ab- sure. abduct a child out of you her do bedroom. You. Yeah, I, I was waiting for the if you could read my mind <laughs> music cue from the first Superman movie. Like, why are you doing this? <laughs> yeah, and 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 then he brings not to give spoilers, but then he brings her back and tucks her into bed, and it's kind of like, hmm, that's totally a normal thing to do with a girl half your age that you just met and you're spending time with unsupervised. Sure. Do that. <laughs> oh God! I mean, you know, it, mostly, mostly for me, it's like a, it's, it's sort of like a, you know, it's like a custody related thing. You know, it's like, yeah. Well, you're, you, you, Spider Man, you essentially kidnapped this child. <laughs> yeah, took her, he took did. her to some very dangerous places. Right, right, and I mean, the writers are happy that he did. It right. really worked out well for them. Right. <laughs> she serves a very good purpose. But yeah, in the real world, we'd be like, what? what why? What What's is going, going is this your on niece there? Or something? Right, yeah. right. <laughs> no, so it was no. it was a little wonky. Um, yeah, but I, I, you know, I, try, I tried to get over that. Um, uh, and the the first episode ends on that basically the second fight with Doc Ock. Right. Oh, I don't think Doc Ock even has him like sedated and taken and taken back to his lair yet at the end of part one. I think that's the very beginning of part two, right? right. Part two starts with him looking like he's going to unmask Spider-Man. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But but there's obviously peril uh-huh. on Spidey's horizon because it, it does end in a cliffhanger at the end of, of part one thinking that oh now he's now he's in for it from from the doctor right the good doctor yeah right and and what and so what what happens there is doc ock wipes his memory with his uh what was neuron it? neutralizer neuron neutralizer right yep yep right yeah the love I, ends in this universe I, <laughs> I would remember i would remember which gizmo it is it's just my neuron neutralizer i haven't even taken it out of the box in years right you haven't you've, you haven't used it yet i haven't so needed you, it I haven't right, needed it right. in such a long time. Yeah, yeah, it, it'll happen soon, I'm sure. Anyway, so he, so, so this thing, he, he uses the word reformat when he talks to the kingpin. I reformatted Spider-Man's brain, mm-hmm. and that sounds brutal. Not quite, um, not quite. <laughs> but uh, you know, just basically wipes his memory out, and um, and uh, so Doctor Octopus tells Spider-Man that they are basically uh, 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 c- criminal cohorts. And Spider-Man goes along with that pretty easily, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's he he gets sucked into it very well, and he's like, "Well, that sounds right. I probably am your henchman." Yeah, mm-hmm. sounds good. Mm-hmm. What do you need next, boss? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> In the meantime, the how does the little girl end up with the police? I I forget how that happens. Was it? Does she get picked up by the? Does she follow them to like a heist that they're doing, and then? 
and then she gets picked up by the cops in the aftermath or something like that. I thought so, or I thought was this where Mousy got involved? Well, that was after she get after the that was after the little girl gets to the gets right, to the police precinct because then Mousy is at the police station. Yeah, she right. com- she comes in yeah. with somebody who I done her wrong in some uh, way or fashion. Um, yeah, but I don't remember how Tatiana or whatever her name is gets involved with the police. Taina. Taina, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, that's probably not a real name, but that's okay. <laughs> um, well, let's let's talk about Mousy, who is another All right. another one of the principles of part two. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> she um, She's the Jar Jar Binks of this <laughs> universe, Jason, down to the faux Jamaican accent. I don't want to, I don't want to taint your image. I want to hear your thoughts. What did you think of Mousy? And then I'll <laughs> and then I'll go from there. Oh God, just <laughs> extraordinarily problematic in every yeah. every way. Like yeah. you know, and and like you like you said uh, earlier, this this show is knocking on thirty years old now. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, uh, <laughs> we gotta we gotta process that. But yeah. like, oh boy, like it feels like even thirty years ago the the portrayal of the sort of Jamaican immigrant yes. cabbie was just really really over the top really really emphatically overdone and it felt like it was done by someone who is not Jamaican or maybe has never even been to Jamaica. I wouldn't think so no no <laughs> some someone who maybe one time rode in a cab driven by right a Jamaican per- or not even a Jamaican person Probably may have ridden in a cab once by someone who had dreadlocks. Yes, <laughs> probably a white person who thought, <laughs> "Yeah, no dreadlocks." The lead singer of Counting Crows has them, <laughs> and I was I was really trying to give them the benefit of the doubt and thinking maybe a Jamaican accent was just really easy to do. That doesn't give it a pass. Don't sure, get me wrong. Sure, but 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 you know maybe that's just the easy one to do because I mean bad it, Jamaican accents are easy, right? Yeah, and this one yeah. was horrible. Like, it, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, whoever this actress was, I'd be stunned if they, like we said, were a real Jamaican person. Yeah, right, right. yeah, and and yeah, it was. It was even. It was not even how she said it in the accent. It was the thing she said again. Someone from America thinking this is how people in Jamaica talk. Like, oh, you must think I'm right off the coconut wagon. <laughs> like that's a thing people walk around saying in Jamaica. <laughs> Dale. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> and and they love James Brown in Jamaica. Right. Again, right. again, as you do, she quotes it. I sent you a screenshot from the James Brown song because I did a Google search. Right. right. Um, the, the quote was great. Probably uh-huh. the best part of Mousy was that she quoted, I don't know karate, but I know crazy, which is a great line <laughs> from the payback by James Brown. But she says it into I accent, you know. <laughs> Every little thing's going to be all right. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I, it was it was hard. It was hard, and I and I yeah. put in my notes, and this was a, a moment that I was proud of that I read it out loud to Jeanette, and she went, "Yeah, that's clever." In a very you know sincere tone, I said, "This poor girl has to see her hero go from hero to villain, and then be subjected to the universe's Jar Jar Binks." Like <laughs> she, it's been a bad day for this, and we find oh. out later she's sick. Right, <laughs> so <it's> just, right. <laughs> they're just piling on this poor girl. Uh-huh. But yeah, 
Yeah, it was oh. it was rough. Everything about I hope this is not a recurring character, the mouse. Oh, character. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Uh, so they, and now the so the the purpose of this character is there one? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was hard pressed to find one, but go ahead. Well, for I mean, it, there's a there's a few reasons for her, right? Number one is that we need the little girl needs a ride, right? Like right. In, like yeah. in order to in order to keep her in the story, she needs some way to get around. So, okay, mm-hmm. we've got the we've got this cab driver to do that. Right. Number okay. 2, it, the in order for her to want to help the little girl, she has to have some previous experience with Spider-Man and so we hear about how she was saved uh, uh, from a mugger by Spider-Man uh, mm-hmm. at, at an earlier time, and and so then, uh, you know, that's that that's the other uh, the big thing that she provides, and then she also sort of becomes uh, as the episode goes on, she's sort of the tip of the proverbial uh, cabbie spear. <laughs> If yeah. you will, oh, in the yeah. fight in the fight against Doctor Octopus, because she she gets uh, she gets all these other horribly uh, cliched immigrant portrayals port- <laughs> portrayals of cabbies um, yep. to help to help her out chasing Doctor Octopus's uh, vehicle and Spider Man around the city. Uh, you know, so with like without her, we wouldn't have gotten Spider Man back at the end. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. She does serve a purpose. You're absolutely right. Yep. Now the so so as as problematic as uh, her character was, which is extremely, <laughs> we agree. All the other cabbies were. The only reason they weren't as problematic is because they just didn't have as much screen time. They had less lines. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 But they said one thing that was racist instead of paragraphs <laughs> that were racist. Yes. <laughs> so. And the th- and the thing is again if if we put this if we put this in a different sort of uh, lens that it, like if we assume no if we assume no malice or blatant purposeful ignorance mm-hmm. on the part of the on the par- part of the the writing staff you can I I can tease out what they were trying to do I feel like what they were trying to do is say that okay we have the we've put Spider Man in this situation where he doesn't remember who he is or why he why he's a good guy. Right. So we are going to get and 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 on a and on a larger scale throughout these two episodes, he was going to give up being Spider-Man altogether. He was he had he had completely he had forgotten, he had kind of in part 1 forgotten who he was to some extent and that's why he was going to quit. In part 2, he literally gets forgets who he is because he gets his memory wiped. Right. And the people who can remind him of that are the ones that are kind of on the lowest end of the socioeconomic ladder, right? Like the the little guys, the everyman. Who, the right. everyman right. who is the one who who Spider-Man is always helping. They right. know why they need him. They can tell him why. Right. He is who he is. Right. And so and so that kind of, you know, that sort of metaphor I think is that that rang true for me and felt like a felt like a noble sort of goal to have it's just that here in the future the way it was done was way off base like like they could tell they could tell the same kind of story today where they would use like actual people of color or actual right you know like actual uh 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 immigrant figures or or 
or or something like that to to right. play those roles and right. it would make a lot more sense and you would right. you wouldn't feel like garbage watching it yeah it's yeah. like oh this is this is so this is so cringerific just right because in the mid 90s yeah. we just assumed that everyone that drove a cab in new york was some sort of other nationality and we just assume people right. of another nationality talked funny right you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it does yeah. it's not okay it wasn't uh-huh. okay then it's not okay now but that's just how people thought <laughs> right right mm-hmm. yeah exactly but i do think you're right that i think it served a purpose and and the 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 other sort of side of that coin is that you get someone like J- jonah jameson who still is so anti-spider-man that mm-hmm. when these other people come in and, and tell him the story Right. Of, you know, uh, Tiana and what Mousy tell him mm-hmm. is that he just can't believe it. He just can't believe that Spider-Man could ever be a good guy. So that mm-hmm. sort of class disparity is actually mm-hmm. kind of a lot more interesting than I might have given it credit for at first glance. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. Because that's right. They I, I had almost kind of forgotten about that part where they Mousy and uh, girl uh talk to Jameson and yeah did you think that he went on the air with what he understood their story to be or did he listen to their real story and just say well I'm just gonna say what I want like I usually do I think the latter I mean I really do I put it in my notes that I really compare Mm -hmm. him to Trump you know what I mean where it's like I don't believe you uh-huh. Unless unless it's what I want to hear, then I think it's a very reliable source, which is a uh-huh. word that he a, a set of words mm-hmm. that he used on the air. Like I heard from a very reliable source. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I thought, yeah, that mm-hmm. was the, the parallels are getting kind of eerie between him and, <laughs> and the 45th president at this point. But God. yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh. <laughs> Good times. But mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, and then I think now and where we are in the timeline here, we get Madam Webb again. Right. That is entirely possible. Yes. Okay. I, do, I don't have it written down in my notes, but I believe yeah. you. Mm-hmm. But she she comes back. I think in general, Madame Webb was underused. But when we go to our, our ratings in a few minutes, I, I have to keep in mind that this is only the second and third part of the third season. And mm-hmm. I feel like Madame Webb is going to be the main driving force. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. she's got to mm-hmm. be the main the main kind of. Oh, yeah. I didn't character I didn't expect to see much of her in this at all. I, it's like, just an introduction. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't. I, I, I. She was in this exactly as much as I would have expected her to be. I think she's. Yeah, I think she's going to be a, a sort of uh, shadowy background figure for a while, and then, uh, and then is really going to explode on the scene. I actually hope that they don't. I hope that they don't trot her out to do too much too fast. Um, right. Because I, I think it. They, they have set her up for the proverbial slow burn. Um, right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, you're right. I I, I remember now at the end she does kind of re-enters Spidey's mind, right, and sort of gives him some telepathic attaboys for uh, for <laughs> doing what she basically told him he had to do. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Spidey drops Taina off at her uh, at her bedroom again, and like you said, tucks her in. And then we get the then we get the uh, the pan down after he after he leaves he jumps out of the window, we get the pan down to the to the sign in front of the building. We find out oh this is a this is a hospital for terminally ill children, and I and I was like I was like oh, 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 oh. just like run me through run me yeah. through Brian yeah I know and was that supposed to be a twist ending or were we supposed to know that the whole time. 
Because well, the name of the second episode was Make a Wish. Yeah, the girl, she she has a really brief allusion to something when, like, when she uh, is convincing him to take her with him on the web-swinging adventure. She's like, I want to see what, what the world looks like to you just once before dot, dot, dot. And he's like, well, ah. just dress warm. <laughs> <laughs> You've convinced me. We're going. Let's go. <laughs> right. Right. So do you think the cynic in me, and you put this in your notes too, mm-hmm. do you think that the writers thought, well, you said morbidity, perfect word for it. It's okay that Spider-Man has told her his secret identity because she might not be here very long. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not a real character. So yeah, I feel bad yeah. even just saying this, but do you think that was intentional uh, or a coincidence? Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, it was the 90s, folks. Yep, Things were different. Yep. It is. It's <laughs> yeah. true. It's true. Yeah. And, and it's one of those things, too, that, like, do you think that the... It's a it's a nuance that you have to wonder if the if the Saturday morning viewing audience would have picked up on or not. I, I right. don't know. It's tough to say. I, yeah, but yeah, and, and and if you're watching this episodically, mm-hmm. you're not thinking, oh, in the future this character might show up again, might not. You're just thinking, well, that was a nice little story with a little girl, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she got to know because she's pure of heart. Right. Maybe that you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. she's not going to do anything bad with this knowledge. You know. Exactly. Exactly. Anything else uh, that we definitely need to go over? I just want to say that this might be, and I don't know if it was intentional or not. I'm going to say it wasn't, but this might be the funniest run of episodes in this iteration of Spider-Man that we've watched so far. And again, I think unintentionally, because the non-PC side of me, Jason, was Uh laughing my spider ass off (laughs) at everything Mousy did. (laughs) Falling off the coconut wagon. You know, quoting James Brown lines like I was like, I don't know if this is meant to be funny, but uh-huh. it was funny. <laughs> and I, it was just wow. It was it was funny. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know if, if you if you could laugh at it or if you just cringe the whole time. It was that like mm-hmm. secondhand embarrassed cringe kind of laugh that I was doing. I know? hear you. I hear you. Yeah. 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 No, I, I hear you. I, I was somewhere I was somewhere between those two uh uh, between those two ends but for me i the one of the things that i will say i didn't like in here was back to part one why was mary jane in this at all because she was in like I, she was question. in like the one scene right and i i just because she because she has become such an important character a i don't know why she would have even been at that lecture like that doesn't that doesn't right. seem like something that Mary Jane would go to unless Peter dragged her to it. It's not on brand at all. I don't even remember now. Were there were there any there were a couple of moments weren't there where was there a th- was this the episode where there was a thing where Peter was supposed to be at dinner with with Mary Jane and the aunties? Was that in this episode? Oh, you're right. You're right. Okay. The, an- the aunties were kind of talking smack about Spider-Man and Peter pa- Peter Parker behind Uh-huh. behind you know, and, and I think even uh, Mary Jane's aunt was like, I don't know what you see in that boy. Oh, Mary Jane's like aunt clearly does not like Peter at all. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. And, and yeah. But you're right. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I know we both say this phrase a lot, shoehorn. That was mm-hmm. totally not necessary at all. Yeah. In yeah. these two episodes we watched for this episode. It mm-hmm. just, yeah. Don't know. Don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. And, uh, you know, I, I put I also put in my notes here just as 
issues I had. The the amnesia bit. It is. I mean, it's a it's a cliche bit to do, right? Absolutely. Like to like to Absolutely. take your main character and just wipe their memory. Mm-hmm. I again, I understand what they were doing here and how they were trying to like layer the the memory loss and the finding yourself and and things like mm-hmm. that. But it, it's still it doesn't it doesn't mean it's not cliche. So I was right. like, eh. It's it's a step away from being the it was all a dream yeah kind of story yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's an it's a cop out mm-hmm. <laughs> so I didn't like that either right so I will say uh, you know uh, I think the I think the things that I liked I I said the things that I liked there's a number of things I didn't like I, I gave this uh, three radioactive spiders out of five just a pff, fine I guess yeah kind same. of rating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt the same. I, I feel like I might want to revisit my rating on this if we find out that they planted some really good seeds that are going to be brought to life. Mm-hmm. But I just don't know. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, had to, I had to go with the same three three radioactive spiders as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, next week uh, we get we get another origin story, Bry Guy. Uh, the Green Goblin is coming out to play. Yeah, yeah, uh, another next, another next another two parter, Green Goblin and a little bit of Felicia Hardy as well. Crazy stuff. Good times as always, my friend. For sure. Thanks for meeting. We'll talk soon. All right. Thanks for listening to Spider-Man and his amazing fans. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. Follow us on Instagram at Spidey's Amazing Fans. You can reach us by email, SpideyFansPodcast at gmail.com. Our cover art was created by Rob Momarts. Follow him on Instagram to see his latest work. Remember, if you enjoyed it, share with a friend.